Welcome to From the Tailgate, where we talk sports and music, all the while we sit up on the tailgate with the grill fired up and a cold adult snack in our hand. You know what I'm talking about. We are psyched for you to join us, so drop your tailgate and listen in as we bring in some great guests from the world of football, music, and pitmasters, helping your grill game, and local brewers guiding us to the best local craft beers. All right, let's get to the show. Two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of From the Tailgate. I am, of course, Cliff, the commissioner of Tailgate, and I'm joined today by Shasta. Shasta, how are you today? I'm great. It's a beautiful day out here on the West Coast. I, I, you keep calling it the West Coast. It's the, it's the left coast, the wrong coast. It's the right coast. <laughs> only, to, only to some. Yeah, the, the smart people. Whatever. You just shush. <laughs> Anyway, we got a great show for you today. Um, it's been an interesting week for all of us with everything that's gone on in the country, whether it be in Wisconsin, Georgia, wherever the case may be. It's been a tough time. And sports has really tried to figure out how are we going to wrap our arms around this? So the first thing that happened is we lost some games. Um, started with the Milwaukee Bucks, who made a decision not to come out on the court and play the other night after what went down in Wisconsin. And at first I was really struggling with it. I thought to myself, you know, these are two totally separate things, but the more I thought about it, the more I kind of get it. And the more I think about it even more and the more I've seen the video associated with this situation, I get it. What do you yeah. think, Chasta? Um, I well, I just think that, I mean, with all the protesting and everything going on, it, and it feels like it's kind of getting, it's still not bringing the attention that they're trying to get. So maybe you know, pausing sports is the next best go at it to bring the attention to certain scenarios that have been happening. Well, we all know the situation, and if you follow us on social media. Y'all know that I kind of come from a military background. I skew a little bit conservative, but Mm -hmm. this particular incident in Wisconsin is really bothering me. And I'll tell you why. First of all, absolutely. The guy is not the patron saint that with the, the mainstream media would like to present him as he was wanted on sexual crimes uh, assault and battery, etc. Not your best, most upstanding citizen. That being said, damn it, there is no reason on this God's great earth to shoot a man in the back. No. I, was, I was trained at a high level a long, long time ago when cavemen roamed the earth <laughs> how to handle these situations. And quite frankly, shooting a man in the back, which is what it is to me clearly at this point, it could have been handled so much better. So all I could think about is here's this policeman with seven years on the force in Wisconsin. How many times has this man had to draw his weapon, Shasta? Well, I mean, I, so, you know, I think that it doesn't matter, you know, where you live. 
doesn't matter how small the town is. It doesn't matter how much action you see. I think if the police departments are consistently training, which I agree, you mentioned that earlier that, I, you know, that training is an issue. Um, and I think that people as a whole need to stop judging everybody by the casing that they're in. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Look yeah. at everybody the same. I mean, if a white guy had done that, you know, they're probably not going to shoot him in the back. And I agree that it could have been a threat, but if I'm a cop, I mean, why can't you just shoot him in the knee and take him down if it's a concern? At least he's going to survive it, not be paralyzed. I'm just not buying it right now. And, you know, all of the reports, and again, I could come back next week and say I was completely wrong, but as it sits right now, all of the reports tell me that purportedly this guy had a knife in his car. He had his kids yeah. in the car. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. It really stops for me there because I look at a knife back to my days as almost like rock, paper, scissors. Right. You know, a knife is a knife and somebody can hurt you with it. But if you have a gun, that's a checkmate. You're going to win that battle every time. Exactly. Exactly. It didn't matter. It could, he could have pulled out a 12 foot sword and it still wouldn't have mattered. They had the weapons to defend themselves. Right. So he attempts to go in his car. We don't know what, for, for what reason at this point, was it for the knife? Was it to try to drive away? We don't know. But I do know this, with all the training that I received and was lucky enough to receive, you just don't shoot a guy in the back. If he's going to come out of that situation with a knife out, it changes the game. But at least then he's removed from the area of the automobile. He's removed from where these kids are. And the situation becomes much more controllable. I also think, for goodness sakes... From what I could see is why did we not tackle that man down to the ground as he was trying to get into the car is a, right. a training issue. Right. Now, well, and I, and I have no doubt, like I, I, I think that's where that small town situation comes in. They're not used to dealing with that scenario. Um, so, you know, but I mean, overreaction, absolutely. Like they are, and I think they need to be held accountable and that's the big issue these cops that are making these decisions, regardless of, you know, training and everything, there's a lot of common sense that comes into it. And I understand it's a split second decision. Maybe it's dark. They don't know what he's pulling out. But if I was in that position, I'm going to aim lower. I'm not going to aim to kill. And I think that's the issue is like, you know, we have to be better and be smarter and it doesn't matter. I mean, people don't go, don't go around and not read books because of the color of their binding. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know these people. You don't know. Nobody knows anybody. They're a stranger to you. So is it scary? Yeah. But how come you wouldn't be just as scared? You know, if a white guy was doing that, you're probably going to shoot, have a little bit more, you know, common sense about what you're doing. You know, they're not as scared. It's just like that, that 17 year old that got to walk through a crowd with an assault rifle and he just killed two people. Yeah, I, I'm just not that far along. But here's where I am at. First of all, I really struggled with, okay, all of these athletes are putting sports on pause. Yeah. Not do the show this week. You and I talked about it before we decided to do the show. And 
the more I thought about this, the more I thought, well, the name of our darn show is From the Tailgate. And if okay. you and I were sitting out somewhere getting ready to go to a concert or into the ball game or whatever the case may be, and we were, this is what we would be talking about. So I feel yeah. like we owe it to everybody to do just that, to talk about it. Now, let's get back to sports. What these guys have done in the last couple of days, in my humble opinion, takes an immense amount of gonads. It takes guts yeah. ball yep. for them to say, we're not going to play. Yeah. And unfortunately, everything's got a spin to it. I mean, I don't know if you saw it today about the whole New York Mets thing where the guy accidentally got caught on a microphone saying, oh, this will look good for the league, marketing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he was blaming, yeah, he's blaming Manfred, the commissioner. It's horseshit. Yeah, it is, absolutely. Absolute freaking horseshit. Forget all that stuff. This is well, about I mean, that's just, it, he's just showing, and they're just showing their colors. They're showing that, you know, the intention isn't pure. It's not, it's not there. You know, that's the issue. It's like, not everybody has to believe in the same thing. And unfortunately, there are people out there that are racist and don't like people that aren't white. And that's the sad reality. But that's going on on the entire planet. It's not just our country. And it's unfortunate. I can only speak for myself. I've never looked at anybody other than just the person that they are. So if you're going to show me, I don't care if you're purple, if you're going to show me that you're a good person and you have a kind heart and you care about people, that's good enough for me. And that's, I'm not, I'm not judging people and making snap decisions, you know? And so for people to be out there and that guy to be busted on his microphone, um, basically being fake and trying to show his support, um, and not really be supporting it is fake as shit. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan, A, of upper management at that team and B, what was said. But here's my rub goes to both sides of the fence, Shasta. I also don't like LeBron James posting, you know, a expletive-laden thing on Twitter to make his point when this is the same guy who had the police escort him across the street to a concert so he didn't have to fight the crowd. Yeah. So it goes both ways. It does. No. And there's, I mean, there's definitely, I think there's definitely certain things that can be hypocritical. I think LeBron, I mean, I think his post, because I shared his post, and I think that he's just, I think a lot of these players, I think they're just, I think they're just really like have had enough. And I feel like, I just don't know. I was kind of talking to a couple of friends about this. I just feel like us as a country, I mean, I feel like we're in a big asshole right now and I just don't know how to get out of it. Like, I just want to kind of get, you know, find some peace and, and bring everything to light and then start repairing. Right. But, so but the, unfor the unfortunate thing is that it's not ever going to be perfect because there's always going to be people that don't, that don't like somebody, you know? I mean, and, and that works on all sides of the fence. There are people out there that don't like white people. I've met plenty of people from other countries that don't like white people. So, but they're, but we're not treated the same. It's not, they're not treating us a certain way. Right. 
100%. Here's the problem. If we're really going to get into this today, here's the problem. It starts at the top. Our political system that runs this country has become so freaking divisive. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It has. You know, the Democratic side, the Republican side. Who's right, who's wrong? That's the beauty of America. Decide who you want and vote that way. But good yeah. God, slamming each other. You know, well, I, it's awful. There's, it's everything is negative. I have can't remember the last time. I, I mean, I've heard anything super positive. You know, with the exception of Jazz, he's the only guy I know that is positive every single day. Well, he, he, here's where I'm going to disagree a little bit. I felt like, and I spent a large part of my life as a Democrat. Ronald Reagan really in my college days was what kind of brought me to the other side. Right. So I try to listen to both sides as equally as possible. And to me, I take what these Democrats are saying very personally. They basically said America sucks. We got to rebuild. Yeah. I don't agree. Do I agree with everything that Trump is saying? Hell no. Yeah. But good God. Do we have to be this divisive? Right now, we have a couple heads of office that are holding up financial support to Americans that desperately need it. We have another million people file for unemployment this week. Now, I don't know about where you're at over there on the left coast, but I could never live on $300 a week. No, I mean, it's so expensive here. It's crazy. And the homeless, the homeless situation here in Washington state, like in the cities is, I mean, it's unreal. But, you know, I don't think that I've never been Republican or Democrat. I always vote for who I feel like is going to do the best job, in my opinion, which most of the time is nobody. I mean, at the end of the day, they're all politicians. And one of them is just whoever gets picked to be president. He's just the face. He doesn't really make the decisions. Uh, I don't know know if I'm there. I don't know if I'm that far along because I do think like let's talk about Trump in the last four years. And let's just call a spade a spade. Do I like his tweets? Nope. Do I like some of his demeanor and the way he speaks and all those things? Nope. Does he exaggerate? Yep. But he gets the job done. He really does. If you step back, he gets the job done. Conversely, Uh... we have this well-polished Democratic side that's just saying America's horrible. I don't agree with either one of them. It's unbelievable. But to cycle back to where I was at, that's where this all starts. It trickles down from there. I believe the anger in the United States, and I I don't want to be Nostradamus or anything, but I called this happening. I called it. When this whole COVID thing happened and everybody got locked up in their houses, we all became like caged animals. And when you start letting us out, we're all going to act crazy. And that's what's happened. Crime has gone up. Everything's gone up. The divisiveness, the, the racism. But well, I'm we've, never had to, we've never had to deal with anything like this before. And I think everybody's had time to really like digest and focus on the issues in our country because our country is kind of a hot mess right now. And I'm not, and I'm not saying either, either way about anything. I mean, where I stand is very clear. I just, 
want everybody to get along. I want everybody to have an equal opportunity. I don't judge anybody except for what they have in their heart. And if they show me that, then I'm good. I, I mean, I just, it just makes me sad. I don't like to see, I don't like to see so much violence. I don't want to see anybody mistreated. I don't think everybody's innocent. I have police officers in my family and they know where I stand too. And just like, I've, and I've, I've been like in the mix for years and I can tell you that there are bad people in every occupation. I've worked with doctors that were bad. I've worked with nurses that were high as hell treating patients. I know of nurses that have killed patients. I know of doctors. I know co dirty cops. I mean, it's in every occupation. Absolutely. And that's the reality. It's the reality of it. I mean, there politic politicians that are bad. There's actors that are, you know, part of sex trafficking girls in and out of the country. I mean, it's it's everywhere. So for anybody to sit down and say, you know, cops are bad and this, that and the other. I mean, it, it's to me, it's unfair. I know plenty of good cops. We need cops in our country. But do I think they need to weed out the dirty cops? Hell yeah. But they also need to take more time and weed out all the bad doctors, all the dirty nurses, all the freaking famous people that are, you know, track part of the trafficking of young girls and children in the country. Yeah, it's awful. And, and it's just not the actors. It's athletes. It's politicians. Actors, it's everybody. It's awful. I mean, our friend Tom Hanks is now a citizen of Greece. I wonder how that happened, but we'll find I out. I can't, I mean, I don't know. I haven't even, I heard that he was listed on something and I can't even, like, he's like, I can't even wrap my head around it. I mean, that if that comes out to be true, that how devastating is that? It's tough. It, I just think that people just need to step back and start looking at people for who they are first before you judge. It would make a huge difference in this country. Huge. Like, don't just judge people by their cover. Who gives a shit? Well, I've kind of sorted it out since you and I first started talking about this before we came on the air with y'all. And I've really brought it down to one simple thing I heard. And it was so powerful and so meaningful to me. And anybody who is a human being that's been in a relationship can identify with this. I've had the blessing to be around Doc Rivers on multiple occasions and see the person that he is. Um, whether it's who he is as a father, who he is as a coach, regardless, I've always had a ton of respect for him. And yesterday what he said literally moved me like I was brought to tears thinking about what he said and he said we just keep on loving this country hoping you'll love us back and it doesn't happen that's exactly and it is it's sad it is really sad I agree and it's heartbreaking and I can't imagine I mean I'm so um I am so sympathetic and I use that word. I want to be very careful because there is a stern difference within sympathy and empathy 100%. and empathy is you've lived through it. You understand. I have not. So I give sympathy and I, it breaks my heart and I just, I'm here to support anybody that needs my support. I just, but your that statement is 
accurate. It's really sad. You want to be loved in your country. And you know what? It's been going on for years. I mean, I think about my dad, like, you know, he went to Vietnam and he came back and his own country spit on him and treated him like shit. And they were totally against the war, but he was there doing his job, what his country asked of him. So for, for a hundred years, our country has been treating their own people like shit of every color. Well, now, and I'm going to take that the opposite way because I agree. My father came through that same war. He experienced those same things that your dad did. Mm -hmm. But here's the one cool thing when I think about it. Look at how our citizens, look at how America treats our soldiers now. It's, a, it's, I it's an that, unbelievable I think America, life lesson. Oh, I, I did. It was. And you know what? We learned from it. But I can tell you who hasn't. The government hasn't learned from that lesson at all because they still don't treat our um, they still don't treat our soldiers the way they the way they deserve to be treated. There's still a lack of there is still a lack of um, support when they come back and they're sick. And, you know, I mean, we've got I mean, just on the news this week, for some reason, the new trend is all these poor soldiers that are being killed on their base. I, I mean, they're going missing. I don't understand. I, I, yeah, and I haven't dove into that enough. But as a retired military guy myself, I can tell you that there's not a whole lot of trust that goes on from a soldier to his government. It's just the truth. It's sad, right. but it's true. But I do feel like as an American citizen, the citizens of America have done a much better job of wrapping their arms around these soldiers and understanding yes. exactly what they've given up. So maybe, exactly. yes. so maybe just maybe that's a sign that we can do it for each other. Exactly. I agree. I agree. And maybe this has to happen. Maybe this is where we are, you know, in our, in our timeline that we're going to finally make a change for the better. I mean, it happens. We do evolve. Yes, we do. And it's, it's, not, it's just time. You know, I, I look back and I think you and I have talked about this on another show. I grew up in this homogenous, white, upper middle class life. There were two African-American kids, black kids, whatever you would like to say, in my whole high school. Then I went off to college and went to a school where it was predominantly white, but it was more um, a large base of Asian-Americans, uh, a large Jewish base. It was diverse as diverse could get. And we... Yeah minority i used to joke would be walking through campus and you know you, if you played football or basketball you stuck out like a sore thumb you know you just look yeah. different than everybody and then i went right. to the military after that and once you join the military if you're going to be effective in the military nobody's got a skin color it's just the guy who's going to be next to you to the right or left who's covering your six who's protecting your ass and that's yeah. where it really got to me where I don't see color anymore. And I'm proud of it to this day that I don't. Hopefully. Well, and, and that's the thing, like Cliff, that's a, that's a perfect example. Because the reality is, if this shit hit the fan in our country, let's just say, and we went into another civil war with somebody, I, everybody would band together. It wouldn't matter 
it wouldn't matter what color you are. Everybody comes together when there's crisis. And that's the issue right now. It's like, we all need to come together and see what's happening and work together to get past it. And I'm going to say this, just like I said, when COVID started that I thought this was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen exactly this way, but I knew it was going to be something like this. I believe with everything I have that when this election is over on November 3rd, it's going to amp down by half. Oh my gosh, me too. I think everybody feels that way. And I hope that we're all right. And I hope that they're not listening and saying, okay, they're on to us. Let's drag it out until like next year. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. We're, we're smarter as a country than that. But I think these athletes are in a peculiar situation where I don't like the way LeBron James has handled it. I love the way Doc Rivers has handled it. I love the pure emotion of these. Yeah, he, he, his was the, his was definitely, but I, I, I can't really, I don't know. It's such a hard thing. I don't want to say anything bad about the way LeBron handled it because everybody, like I made a post last night and I was like pissed and just like swearing. And then one of my followers was like, you got to take that down. You're going to get blocked. And I'm like, shit, I don't want to get blocked, you know? So I take it down and inside you you just get so frustrated, you know, and there's just so many and it just comes out, you know, and when somebody is given a platform like Twitter and you want to voice your immediate feelings of rage or frustration, and then you've got Twitter like babysitting everybody and wanting to block you and delete you for speaking your mind. Yeah, it's crazy. That sucks, you know. And God knows that I don't hesitate to speak my mind on Twitter. Um, you know. I just can't, I don't have, I don't have a, a buffer on that. So if you're not following me on Twitter at from the tailgate, I have listened closely to my fellow show show folks and I created my own Twitter handle <laughs> at new tailgate. So yeah. that will be much more colorful than from the tailgate on from the tailgate. We will just be talking, you know, what we talk here on the show. The yeah. other one. Yeah. I, I'm, um, that will remain unbuffered. Um, well, and let's just say as a collective, I think w- us, you know, from the tailgate, we all stand by everybody. We support everybody. We hear you. We see you. We know what's going on. And we're not, we're not ignoring anything. No, we, we're not, we didn't ignore it today. And today, yeah. tough decision, you know, do we come on the air and do we talk about all this stuff? Um, and I say, hell yeah. Well, listen, we've spent yeah. 30 minutes talking about this. And it's Friday night. And I feel like uh, everybody knows where we're coming from. Anybody who's out there struggling, having a tough time, we're there with you. We understand the struggles that everybody's going through. And we hope that we yes. give you a respite from this. Even if it's for a few minutes, we hope we can help with that. Yes, Absolutely. So I think with that, we'll transition to something a little bit more lighthearted. I might even crack open a Sam Adams here for this part of the show. (laughs) We got to get to the end of the year with Yellowstone today. A, we owe a winner in our contest. Yes. And B, holy crap. 
if we have not converted oh you into a Yellowstone fan, we're not going to disclose anything that will ruin it for you today. But I'm telling you right now, it's the best binge-worthy show I have come across. And it's perfect timing because if you didn't, you can binge all three seasons, which is, I love doing that. As do I. And frankly, I have this argument with myself all the time, Shasta. I almost wish that I had not watched it all summer. But I'm like I know, and then you could just watch it. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like a kid at Christmas. You know, I know it's going to be on. I, I just couldn't do it. You know, I, I'm that deep into this thing. So without getting into a whole lot of details for anybody who might go back, the Dutton family came on some serious bullshit this week. It was crazy. I mean, it was like, I don't, it was crazy. I was watching it and I was thinking like, okay, okay, okay. Cause it's only an hour. Right. Yep. So like 45 minutes into it, I felt like, and it was just kind of, they were kind of just having all these meetings. It was like all coming, kind of coming to a head, all these funny little meetings. Yep. And then the last like five minutes just destroyed my, just destroyed me. It was insane. And it was funny because, you know, I'm on the right coast. You're on the wrong coast. The first thing I did is when I saw the end of that is I texted you and said, do not go on Twitter. Do not go anywhere. It'll ruin the show for you. It was dead. Insane. Basically. It was, it was, it was nuts. So I've been given a lot of thought and, you know, we're, we're talking about the trials and tribulations that our country is going through. And Yellowstone kind of has that same feel to it right now. You know, I got to thinking about it after I watched it and watched it again. Because, yes, I had to do that. If you look at the Dutton Ranch as a whole, you've got John Dutton, okay? Patriarch of the whole family. He's the guy. Yeah. And then you've got his family and the inner workings of his family as to what's going on, whether it be Jamie and his decisions that he's got to make or the evolution of Casey or the never ending pit bullness. Is that a word? Pit bullness? If pit it's not, we'll gonna... make it one. It is for Beth. Yeah, that's Beth. I mean, it's crazy. But then I started thinking yeah. about it. Look at Rainwater. How different is his group? He's he's got his own version of Rip. He's got his own version of Rip. Yeah, she's in charge. He just sits there. He I think he's terrified of her. No, 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 no. The driver guy. He's he's oh the driver. Yeah. Doesn't say a whole lot, but when the shit goes down, he's right there getting it done. Yeah. And then but I was talking about Rainwater. I think he's terrified of that girl he's got working for him. I don't know if terrified is the word, but there's some words that I think are going to come out as we go with her. Because she is. She's Beth reincarnate. It's crazy. Yeah, she is. She, she's the Indian version of Beth. So I'm looking at these two, and they're struggling against modern America big business for lack of a better way to put it and mm-hmm. at the end when they're done fighting big business 
whatever way that comes out, they got to go back to being enemies with each other. Because Dutton wants his land to stay his land. Rainwater wants they, that land because it was originally the Native Americans' land. You want They want it back, yeah. So you pick your battles now to keep an airport from being built on it. But when it's all over, you got to go back to that. And it's a struggle. Yeah, you it know, is, yeah, you for know, sure. You know, she said to him, you know, are you friends? He said, no, we're not friends. And then I took it one step further. And I looked at Casey and Monica. I mean, talk about two people that are living their life on the fence. One is They're from the Rainwater side of things. One is from the, the Dutton side of things. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about them and their situation. She's kind of annoying me. Oh, I love her. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little annoyed by her because she's always so whiny and pouty and I don't know. She just needs to like, I don't know. I don't know what she needs to do. I'm kind of annoyed by Monica right now. Okay. I won't tell her when I see her. Hey, don't tell her. <laughs> I, I promise you, I will not tell her. Um, so, and then, then I broke it down to the even simplest and to my favorite characters on the show. And that's the bunkhouse. And I'm looking at they're awesome. Yeah, they are awesome. But I'm, I'm thinking about this as a guy. Cause yes, that's okay. what I am. Even if I'm an old guy, I'm a guy. <laughs> and, and look, I can talk about it from Landon's part of view. He has this, quick whatever it is with the character Hassie in real life um, and the next thing you know she's in bed with Walker oh Laramie Laramie that's it I'm sorry I'm like dude that would never have happened I, I'd have been fighting just out of principle oh I know but she's a slut oh uh, yeah she uh yeah, she's she's like one of those McDonald's signs now serving number one million. <laughs> she's slutty. She's naughty. She is naughty. I don't even. I mean, it's like, why are they even there? You know what I mean? I mean, Rick doesn't want them there, so they're sneaking in and sneaking out before he's there. Yeah, I, th that story continues to build, and here's where I think it's building, and I think it's fascinating. I think. This whole, the whole thing is building around Jimmy. The writer, I think Jimmy's dead. Taylor Sheridan, I don't think he's dead. Tara, well, we said we weren't going to screw up anybody's lives by disclosing. So um, Taylor wrote into the show these battles of inner strife, whether it's Dutton and Jamie and et cetera, et cetera, or Rainwater or whatever the case may be, if you look at it at a really brass tax way, look at what's going on with Jimmy. Jimmy's like this wounded yeah. dog who gravitates, migrates towards whoever's the strongest personality. So that's Rip, obviously. Yeah. Well, now what comes along the girlfriend... Mia. Yeah, and she's got a huge, strong personality. And they're pulling him she's, in two totally bossy. separate. She's what? She's being super bossy, though, about, like, 
because he, he's very, um, I don't want to call him weak, but he's just very compliant and easily, easy, easily manipulated. And so she's, I think she's very much knows that and she's in his head. See, I'm going to look at it from a different way. And I can't believe as the guy in this conversation, I'm going to say this. I think she knows how strong the personalities of the bunkhouse are and Rip and John Dutton. Um, she knows what her battle is. And she doesn't think Yellowstone is where Jimmy belongs. Now, whether she's right well, or that's wrong. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because he's, because he's not as strong as the rest of them. His personality, he's more manipulate, easily manipulated. So that makes sense. Is she, being, is she being manipulative or is she just fighting a battle where she knows her enemy? I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like, I, think she, I do think that she cares about him. Oh, yeah, I do. I think she wants to get him out of there, but he's in. <laughs> well, after, you know, he's not after the conclusion to the show, the finale, we don't know what's going to happen next there. And if you haven't watched, we'll just leave it at that. We don't know what's going to happen next yeah. there. But I think it's going to be a great storyline, and I think it's going to be fascinating. What I love about Yellowstone is that it has just grabbed – the human emotion at every level. Yeah, it does for sure. You know, I, I went into it, you know, knowing one of the guys that was on the show for two or three episodes. And I felt like I really needed to watch it. And the next thing, you know, I'm waiting for it. Almost like I'm waiting for the Patriots to play on Sunday. Almost. Yeah. But more than the Red Sox tonight. So somewhere in the middle yeah. there. And, yeah, and it's been a wonderful distraction this summer, for sure. Absolutely yep, a has. great distraction. Um, on Sunday nights, it kind of gives you that last thing to look forward to before whatever your grind looks like right now, whether it's being home worried about everything that's going on in life or you're out trying to make your hustle work despite everything that's going on in the world. It's, it's been a nice, very fast one hour every Sunday. I know, and the season went by so quick. It, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I was reading about it. Even, even the actors on the show felt like that. And I just read something yesterday. I want to say it was in Variety or whatever. I had Googled, you know, conclusion to the show. And they don't know how next year is going to be. And they've already started filming. They don't they know. Have, yeah, they've already yeah. Ago. Yeah, they are just learning the answers as they go right now. So, it, yeah, now we have to wait a whole year to figure out what happened. Yeah, I like, I feel like I want to be that guy who bribes the host at a restaurant to get in the line at the front instead of waiting yeah. for a table. I want to slip somebody yeah. a 20 to be able to watch it before then. I know. I just don't want to wait. You know, so long. You know, let's go back to my sports days where, I, you know, I had media credentials and could could get in the game early. You know, can you help me out with that? I know. No kidding. Let us have a sneak peek. So we'll end out our conversation as it relates to that on one simple question, because I don't care if you've not seen it or you have seen it. 
there's one thing that's out there that everybody knows about, and it brings me back to when I was a little tiny kid and my parents were watching the show Dallas. I loved Dallas. Who shot JD? Who shot JR? So now yeah. we have, and it's all over social media. So it's not like some brainstorm I came up with. But wait, yeah. now we have Who Shot JD? Yeah. So the last thing we need to talk about is our contest. Tomorrow at 12 o'clock, high noon, I am drawing a name. But before I do that, I want to thank everybody. And I want to kind of give them an idea of how our little show is growing. Over 2,000 people entered our contest. On hey, that's awesome. Over 700 on Instagram and 500 on Twitter. Sweet. It was so cool. And this whole TikTok thing, you and I have laughed about this. I think it's awesome. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know how you're better at it than me. I'm like 30 years younger than you. (laughs) (laughs) What do they have a different calendar out there on the left coast? (laughs) I just went and watched a couple videos. I've become like the YouTube guy. I don't know how to do something. Let me go on YouTube. I know. I probably should do that. I could probably figure it out more, but it is fun. I like it. I just have to, it takes a little bit more time to make a post for TikTok than it does for anything else. I, I agree with you, but here's what I like about it. All of ours, all Americans right now, we have the attention span of a gnat. True. Like big things happen in the news, and I had something personally happen in my life a few weeks ago as it relates to the Washington Redskins. Some, somebody near and dear to me involved in that situation. We're a few weeks later, and it's like it never even happened. I know. It's so weird. It's unbelievable. Now, it got rekindled a little bit this week because apparently a cheerleader, the cheerleaders made a video, a lewd video for Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Redskins. But the news cycle is insane. Well, it could be like 10 o'clock at night, and I'll say, man, I'm going to crash. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, whoa, whoa. Did you just say that the cheerleaders made a lewd video for him? That was all over SportsCenter yesterday that they were required. Like they took bloopers and all this other stuff where things had happened that weren't supposed to happen. And a video was made out of it to give to Daniel Snyder, the owner. Now, he's since come out and said, "Uh, I never saw that video. But how do we know? The same girls that are also like making a video like that and then filing claims. I no, mean, no, 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 no. The gr- I know your situation. Yeah. I know that situation is different, but I'm just saying, like, these girls can't do that and then turn around and file They're claims. Two totally separate groups. All, right. Those are all female executives, predominantly okay. in the marketing department, that have filed this claim. And, you mm. know, um, I don't want to go down. It's too personal for me. I don't, I don't want to jump into right. this. But right. to go back to the whole TikTok thing and the news cycle, you watch a TikTok, it's over in 15 seconds. Wow. So that's cool. But the problem is you'll just go, ah, let me just watch one more. Ah, let me watch one more. Next thing you know, it's been two hours. It's unbelievable. As we all know wow. here on the show, I'm getting my new Jeep next week. And I've been watching these Jeep TikToks 
like like I'm jonesing for goodness sakes. Oh, what did he do to this Jeep? What did they do to this Jeep? Where's that Jeep going? I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. But for whatever reason, people who listen to our show love TikTok and we're thrilled to have had over 2,000 people enter on TikTok. I think that's super cool. Wherever you find out about us, that's good enough for me. Whether it's out at an event, out at a game, uh, Google search, TikTok, Instagram, your mother's napkins, I don't care where. We appreciate it regardless. So we'll call a winner tomorrow. And that winner will post all over social media and, of course, come back to it for a little bit of a touch next week. Um, But the winner gets a from the tailgate hat, a from the tailgate hoodie, and a yellow stone T-shirt. That Finding those were like finding a needle in a haystack. So um, everybody's an extra large, by the way, (laughs) regardless of what size you wear. In that T-shirt, that's what I could get. Okay. It's a big week in front of us. We're getting back to playing basketball. We're getting back to hockey. We're getting back to baseball. I'm excited to see what the leaders of our country and our sports do to help the healing process. I really am. Yes, me too. So hopefully when we reach out to you guys next week, we'll be able to uh, reflect on what's happened and feel really good about where everything's going. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us every week. And we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. See y'all.